Welcome to the Nurse Becoming Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Guarneri from the Resume Rx, and this is the podcast that's dedicated to empowering and encouraging nurses along your path of professional and self discovery. As a nurse practitioner, mom, and business owner, I'm on a mission to help you figure out how to leave your lasting impact on the world, all while bravely and fearlessly growing along the way. Join me for honest conversations and inspiring stories about personal and professional growth, all through the lens of nursing. Hello, welcome back to the Nurse Becoming Podcast. It's your host, Amanda. I am so happy to have you listening today. And today we're going to talk about something a little bit different that honestly I haven't talked about much here on the podcast or really in many other places. And we're going to talk about business today and specifically like side hustles and entrepreneurship. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story, but also answer some of the questions that you have about side hustles and entrepreneurship. I recently put up a question box on Instagram because I wanted to know what you want to know, (laughs) because I could talk all day about all sorts of business things. But at the end of the day, I want to make sure that I am answering your questions and, and really providing value to where you are. So this is something that I'm hoping to talk about a little bit more and really provide some information to you about how to get involved in having a side hustle or a business so that if this is something that you want, that it's something that you can learn how to do because I'm definitely not a special unicorn. (laughs) Uh, And when it comes to this business that I've built, it's something that I really believe is in, in reach for anyone who wants it. So we are going to dive in a little bit. And and before we get started, I will let you know that if you, after listening to this episode, want to learn more from me or really want to brainstorm with me one-on-one because you either have an idea that you want to hash out or you have a business that's not really doing what you want it to do, or you just need someone to bounce some ideas off of, I do have this option called a strategy day, which is where you and I talk one-on-one over an app called Voxer, which is a text and voice memo app. It's similar to WhatsApp. And I usually use this for job search strategy advice, but I want to let you know that it's available to you for anything. So I would love to have more business and entrepreneurship themed strategy days coming up on my calendar. So if you want to learn more about this strategy day option, you can go to the resumerx.com slash strategy day, all one word. So uh, I'll remind you about that at the end of the episode. And you can also head to the show notes of today's episode if you're driving, you know, afterwards so that you can just easily click through a link. So let's first talk about why you might be interested in having uh, a business or a side business or a side hustle. Uh, I don't love the term side hustle. I don't really 
promote hustling. I don't, I don't really think that we need to, or should want to be hustling all the time, but I know that that's kind of a common phrase. So you'll hear me use it throughout the episode. So why might you be looking for an additional income stream? We'll put it that way. Well, first of all, full-time work is exhausting and whether you're working as a nurse or an NP or another health profession, you can probably relate to this, that it is very exhausting, especially if you have other obligations outside of work, whether it's hobbies or family or whatever it is. Full-time work is is very tiring, especially when you're doing full-time clinical work. And, you know, student loans are large. That's part of the reason why I got interested in having a side business and exploring other ways to make money is, you know, our schooling doesn't come for free. And if yours did, then you are so super lucky. But yeah, I mean, I graduated from NP school with six figures of debt and that's not uncommon. It's definitely not the exception. So, you know, we have options to pick up overtime in the already exhausting work that we do to help pay off these bills and these liabilities, or we can explore other ways to have a more comfortable or more enjoyable way to make money. You know, another thing that I see, especially, you know, right now is that the burnout from COVID has been tremendous. There are nurses, NPs, healthcare professionals leaving the profession left and right, uh, or at least looking for ways to cut down or cut back from the job that's really not bringing them a ton of joy anymore. And some other reasons why you may be interested in, in side business, side income, you may want to explore a different interest. You know, we're not only talking about healthcare businesses, you know, maybe you really love stickers or t-shirts and you want to open a gift shop or something, or maybe you have a growing family or other circumstances that have forced you to need to take a step back from working outside the home and you're looking for a way to make money from home. Maybe you have an interest in leveraging your skills and your talents that you already have, but leveraging them differently so that you can earn money differently from them. For me, you know, I had actually just paid off my student loans when I started this business. I had just paid off my loans. I had gone part-time for a whole host of reasons. You know, it was a combination of, of burnout, the fact that I had one-year-old twins. I just didn't want to work full-time anymore. And honestly, I had just paid off my loans and was used to spending several thousand dollars per month all towards loan payments. So when my loans were paid off, I could either live the same way that I had, you know, without that income by cutting my hours, or I could have had all this extra money, but still had to work full time. And honestly, I was so exhausted that I basically said, you know, I don't need this money right now. I've learned to live without it. I would rather have my time back. And when I got that time back, I wanted something to do to help fill the time. Yes, I was doing all the mom things, but I also just wanted something that was kind of a creative outlet that stretched my brain in a different way. And that's kind of how I got started in my business. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that story a little bit later in in today's episode, but I kind of want to bring it back to you because I can, of course, talk about my story uh, and go on and on about myself, but I want to make this a really actionable episode to help you figure out kind of where to start and and what to do and and where to start, quote unquote, was the most common question that was asked when I put up this question box on Instagram. So I really want to spend some time 
talking about how to figure out where to start. And what I think is a really great place to start is reflecting on what your goals are and what you want, right? If you have an interest in starting a business, starting a side business, second income stream, whatever it is, what is your ultimate goal or reason for wanting to do that? Is it just to make some side money? Is it to cut back your clinical hours? Is it to retire from clinical work completely? You know, we're all going to have different answers to this question. And starting here will really help you determine your motivators and also help you assign a monetary goal to where you're going with your side business, right? So let's say you want to be able to make an extra mortgage payment per month or make an extra student loan payment per month because you want to accelerate paying off your student loans and you'd rather do that with a business compared to working an extra couple of shifts. So that's a really clear goal that you can then turn into, okay, I want to make an extra $1,000 per month through my side business so that I can make an extra payment towards my student loans. Your goal can turn into something a little bit more concrete. Okay. So personally, my original goal had been, you know, I wanted to be able to sustain the cutback on my extra hours because I had, I cut my hours in half, which then cut my salary in half. Right. So that was my original goal with my business was to be able to create that cushion so that I didn't feel strapped from having taken that hit to my clinical hours and thus my salary. And yes, I was kind of used to not having the money because of the student loan payment, but you know, when I was paying off my student loans, I still had to be very conscious of my budget and uh, to be able to pay them off in the way that I was. So or my original goal was that the side business could give me a little extra cushion, maybe, you know, several hundred to a thousand or so dollars per month on the side so that I didn't have to feel so strapped for money or that I could use it to save for some some bigger purchases. That was my original goal of the business. And while I worked part-time, that's how the goal stayed, really. It didn't evolve too much, except I really always wanted to be able to take it full-time. But I did not have enough confidence in myself to be able to say, all right, I'm leaving clinical work forever, or I'm going to quit so that I can take my business full-time. It was something that I was really fearful of. But I have to say, once the pandemic hit, my goal changed. Because when the pandemic hit, I was just getting ready to go back to work after having a baby. And I had signed a contract and everything, but uh, we were living outside of New York City. That's where my ER job was set to start. When my credentialing went through, it was April of 2020 in New York City in an ER, and it was only going to be a per diem job, and I ultimately was not comfortable taking the job. The PPE situation was dire. We didn't know much about transmissibility of COVID. My husband continued to work full-time. My kids, their school had closed. I had an infant at home. There were all these sorts of things that pointed to the fact that it really wasn't the right time for me to be going back to clinical work. So when that became the situation, my goal changed. And my goal changed from, you know, basically bringing home an extra several hundred dollars per month to being able to replace my clinical income with my business and and basically not have to work clinically 
indefinitely because we were in the midst of a pandemic and I didn't know at what point I would be able to go back to clinical work. So, so that's how, you know, your goals can, can definitely shift over time. But I think that if you are wondering where to start, this is really the place to start is to identify what type of goal do you have and and why do you have that goal and what sort of purpose will this side business or income provide you at least right now because that's what's going to help you build your foundation of your motivator and also build the foundation of your financial goals for your business so the next step after where to start is to decide what type of business will you have okay and that was another question i don't know what type of business to have how do i know so here are some ideas to kind of get you thinking about different things that you can do for a side business and most of these will be you know adjacent to healthcare skills, right? I'm, I'm not going to go into options like driving for Uber or delivering for Instacart or all these other things that definitely could work as side incomes. I want to make things as relatable to your skill set uh, as possible. So the first question that I want you to ask yourself is, do you want to start your own platform or, or business on your own? For example, like mine, I have my own platform and my own business that I own that has a presence that has things for sale, products, programs, or services, right? So do you have a product idea, a physical product idea? Do you have expertise or some sort of intellectual property that you want to package in a program or a service? Or do you have an actual physical or otherwise type of service to offer other people that they would pay you for? Okay, those are some kind of options if you are offering or if you're creating, you know, a business or platform of your own. Another option is to be a consultant or be a freelancer for another person's business. Okay, so an example of that is being a freelance writer, a freelance medical writer, where essentially you are your own business, uh, but you write for other people's businesses or other people's platforms, and then they pay you to write for them. Okay. Or if you're in business as a consultant and you work with hospitals or urgent cares, you know, you, yes, are your, your own business, but it's the bigger businesses that are paying you for your consultancy. Okay. Another option is to have an influencer platform or a blog or some sort of social presence where you make your money through promoting other businesses' products, either through ads or affiliate marketing or sponsored content, sponsored posts, that type of thing. So that involves building a personal brand, but you may not necessarily be selling your own products, programs, or services, but rather promoting other people's products, programs, or services. So originally before I landed on the idea for the Resume RX, I explored freelance writing. So this was a service that I offered to other businesses as a freelancer. So I didn't really have my own business or my own website or my own presence. I was essentially paid per project and I pitched myself and pitched my ideas to brands and businesses. 
I wrote for some blogs. I wrote for some continuing education companies. I wrote some CE courses. And while I was doing this and not really loving it, to be honest, that's when I came across the idea of using my writing differently to help medical professionals with resumes, cover letters, and personal statements. So that was really the first iteration of the Resume RX. I was doing freelance writing and realized, hey, I could actually write for other people and also teach about this very specific problem that I know consumers, i.e. nurses, healthcare professionals have. Okay. So these are just some ideas of how you can have your own business, right? You can have your own platform or store essentially where you sell physical products or digital products or your services or your intellectual property. You could be a consultant or a freelancer for another person's business, or you could have an influencer or a lifestyle platform where you promote other businesses' products as your way to make money. So hopefully, you know, one of those kind of resonates with you. Those are really the streams or the options that I think are best because I think that they're more uh, sustainable and and easier to scale and easier to turn into money-making options. And I had a few questions about network marketing and MLMs, and I am not a proponent of those. I do not recommend participating in them in any way, shape, or form. Um, Very, 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 very few people make any considerable amount of money doing that. And if they do, it's usually through recruiting um, and you're selling someone else's stuff, but so are a million other people. And it's just, I'm not going to talk too much about that. If you want to learn more about why I think that type of quote unquote business model is not great. You can listen to the podcast called The Dream or Lula Rich is a documentary on Amazon Prime that I recommend. And I'll link to those in the show notes. So the next question that I got that I want to answer in in more detail is how to find a niche or identify your skill set. So this can be fun, but it can also be tricky, especially because sometimes we're really too close to this type of thing to, to see our own genius and to see our own skills. So some questions that I'm going to ask you to reflect upon. The first is, what do you love doing that doesn't feel like work? What do you love doing that doesn't feel like work? And it's okay if this is not like a medical answer, okay? Keep in mind, you don't have to have a business that is directly related to your credentials, okay? It's cool if it is, but it's definitely not necessary. So what do you love that doesn't feel like work? What have you identified as problems that you can solve? What have you identified that are problems that you can solve? So this might be, you know, maybe you have identified something in the workplace that is a really big issue, that you have a product idea that you could solve, or a software idea, or or just a knowledge gap that you feel like more people need to know about. A really great example of this, I'll put his full name in, in the show notes and link to his LinkedIn profile and website, but there's a nurse named Brian who came up with this product idea called Cathware. And essentially he has created, he saw a problem of patients who had really uncomfortable and difficult experiences wearing urinary catheters and Foley bags, et cetera. And so he developed basically a clothing option that makes wearing a catheter much easier. So his was, he saw this pain point that patients experienced, and he had an idea for a physical product that could make that 
easier. And so he turned that into a physical product business and essentially invented this product and took it to market and it's doing really well. So have you identified problems that you could solve, that you have an idea that could be the solution? Another thing to ask yourself is what questions do you get from other people? Do coworkers come to you repeatedly with the same question because they know that you're the go-to person for that? Or maybe family members come to you with questions because you're the go-to person for that. What do you find yourself answering or talking about frequently? Because that can really be a clue as to what your superpower or your special sauce is. So what I'd love for you to do is make a list of 10 to 20 things that you are knowledgeable in or skills that you are good at and run them through this filter, okay? So pause the episode, or if you're driving, do this later, but come up with a list of 10 to 20 things that you're knowledgeable in or skills that you're good at, anything at all, like maybe it's folding laundry or organizing closets. It doesn't have to be medical related. Just come up with 10 to 20 ideas and then run them through this two-question filter. Do other people have the ability to pay for this? And do they have the willingness to pay for this? Okay. And so I want you to ask yourself those questions about these ideas or these skills that you have. Okay. Do they have the ability to pay your your target potential customer? And do they have the willingness to pay? So the way I identified my niche is I was scrolling a Facebook group, uh, a nurse practitioner Facebook group, and saw someone ask a question about uh, either how to format their resume or something resume related. And I knew that I, I had the answer to their question. And I gave the answer to their question. I gave an example. I gave a screenshot. And this person was astounded and so appreciative of my help. And then over the next several days, I kept seeing more questions like it. And I think it's kind of like this red car phenomenon where like if you see a red car, then you're likely to see more red cars or something. Um, so I just kept seeing more questions about resumes and cover letters and, and job search stuff. And I was like, wow, this is really a problem for nurse practitioners. And I, and I had no idea that it was because it was not ever a problem for me. So that was how I kind of had this light bulb moment of wait a second, this seems to be something that people really struggle with that I can have a solution for, right? I could do this for people. And I think that they have the ability to pay for this. And I think they have the willingness to pay for this. And both of those things were true. So that's really how I started off. I started off providing the service to nurses and nurse practitioners and really all healthcare professionals to write their resumes for them. And um, that's that's how the Resume Rx started. And while I was doing that, while I was doing all these resumes, I simultaneously developed design templates because I didn't want everyone to have the same looking resume. Uh, and I thought, well, if I create some templates, then people who maybe don't need or want me to write the whole thing themselves or don't want to pay the money can do it themselves. People who didn't want me to do it or couldn't afford me to do it would maybe still benefit from just having a a template so that all they had to do was the writing part and not the formatting part. Uh, And so that's how the resume templates were born. And that's really the origin story uh, of the business. So I 
created a platform, you know, on social media to go along with these services because I knew that word of mouth would be helpful, but would only sustain me for so long. And, um, so really worked on making content and becoming an authority, uh, and a visible authority. You know, I tried to get myself on podcasts and get interviews and, and work with influencers and and other people who had bigger platforms than mine to help show the solution that I was providing. And, and that's really the catalyst of how the Resume RX started. Another question that I got on Instagram was, what are some good, realistic side hustle jobs? So there are so many, but I wanted to just kind of give you a list of some ideas that I came up with that you don't necessarily have to choose one of these, but maybe hearing these will help you think of something. So maybe you're good at Instagram. You could be a social media manager for nurse influencer brands for any influencer brand. My personal social media manager, shout out to Cassidy, who's on my team for the Resume RX. She is our social media manager. She's an RN uh, and this is her side business. Yes, she works as a nurse, but she doesn't work full time as a nurse anymore because she has a social media manager business now. If you are great at writing, you can consider being a freelance medical writer. You could do one-on-one mentoring for other professionals. You could be a consultant for hospitals or clinics. You could have an educational platform or a test prep company, or you could be a resume writer. You can um, be a coach for nurses. You could be a coach for patients. You could be a podcast host, an influencer, or a blogger, or you could create an app or a software. So these are things to decide alongside of your goals and of your motivation. And, you know, I think that it's important that you do this work all together because, for example, if you wanted to start a test prep company, for example, like a big test prep company that reaches a lot of people and has a lot of brand recognition and you wanted to be the CEO, you know, you wanted not only to be the founder, but you also wanted to be the CEO. The reality is, is that when you have the success that you're hoping for, you won't be able to still be a full-time clinician anymore. There just won't be the time to do both of those things. And so if you are dead set on wanting to stay full-time in clinical practice, then, then you really should be considering something that's really only a side job and not something that is going to scale into something bigger. Okay. So these are all things to, uh, to think about as you're, as you're figuring this out. I had some really other uh, great questions that came through. Is it possible to do this without social media? Absolutely. It's definitely easier to do it without social media. If you are more of a consultancy or a freelancer, as opposed to, you know, a business that has a large brand of itself. Uh, but even still, it's certainly, it's certainly possible. Another question, where does the time come from? (laughs) Uh, So you really, depending on what your goals are, you create the time. When I was first starting, uh, I batched my time a lot. So I did a lot of my work while my twins were in preschool. They were in a short preschool program for two hours, two days a week. Those were the days that I didn't work. So I would drop them off. It was right next to a Starbucks. I'd go to Starbucks. I'd work for two hours. And then I'd pick them up. And that was really the time that I had. It was four hours a week, essentially. And yeah, I would, you know, find some time on the weekends or in the evenings after the kids went to bed to catch up on things. But, you know, it's something where you you create the time when you're getting started. And when you, you know, are smart and strategic about your time, uh, hopefully it then can turn into something where you can 
kind of have this balance of of cutting back your clinical time if that's what you want, because you are now earning funds that have replaced that income that you're stepping away from. So hopefully this has been helpful. I know we're at 30 minutes. I wanted to keep this short and sweet as kind of a first dive into business and entrepreneurship for healthcare professionals, especially if you are a nurse or an NP. And yeah, I really want to talk more about this, but I want to know that you want to hear more about this, right? I don't want to assume anything. So I would love to hear from you if this has been helpful. If you could DM me on Instagram at the resume RX, let me know that you listened. Let me know what questions you have further about business. And if you are at a point where you're ready to um, invest a little bit to spend some time with me to brainstorm whatever strategic questions or problems you're having, remember that strategy day is an option for you. You can go to the resumerx.com slash strategy day, all one word. I do set aside a few days per month for these for us to chat back and forth via the Voxer app, which is text and voice app. So we can kind of have a nice, you can fit it in with, you know, whatever you're doing for the rest of the day. Probably not if you're working, but I know that I fit it in you know, in between my other activities. And it's a, a nice casual way to get things done without having to spend a lot of face-to-face time on a Zoom. So that's how I love to support you. And yeah, let me know if this has been helpful. Let me know what else you want to know about business because I'm committed to teaching you everything that I know and and supporting you any way that I can uh, as we all, you know, discover and deserve these new and exciting ways to have have the wealth and success that we want. I like I said at the beginning of the episode, I think this is in reach for whoever wants it. And if, you know, the past couple years have taught us anything, I know that it's taught me the value of my quality time and how exhausting full-time clinical work can be and how not necessary it is if you have another option um, and another way to sustain yourself financially. So I'm going to cut myself off because like I said, I could talk about business all day. So let me know what else you want to hear from me because I will be more than happy to oblige. Uh, And we will be back again next week, which is also next year. Oh my gosh. So you'll hear from me again in 2022. Can't wait. Well, that does it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and making it all the way to the end. If you found today's episode helpful, would you take a minute and give me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts? It will truly help other nurses find this show and know that it's worth listening to. For more information about this episode, as well as a place to submit your questions or suggestions for future episodes or guests, head to nursebecoming.com. I cannot wait to connect with you again soon. And until next time, remember, I am always rooting for you.